everybody. Mason and Leanne here. Welcome to Different Perspectives with Leanne and Mason Hullita. We're here discussing our different viewpoints through the lens of energy work. Today we'll be discussing self-care, personal care, but we're also going to follow up on our money discussion because some comments came in around that. Um, so we are, myself, Leanne has a background working with business before I found my true path and transitioned into energy work. And I'm currently the owner of the healing studio in Broomfield, Colorado, where I work as a healer and teacher. You can find more about me at insightfulinspirations.com. Mason, my son has had the unique opportunity to be raised in a subtle energy aware household where more than meets the eye is not only validated, but encouraged to explore. He's currently working as a, he's a student and a journalist at CSU, and you can find his work on the Rocky Mountain Collegian. I can always say collegiate, but I think I got it. <laughs> All right. Hi, Mason. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so let's follow up with money first because um, lots of people liked that episode and, you know, had some kind of follow-up questions for us about what you thought about the light council words so the Light Council, just for everybody who is listening, um, is I do a channeled work with them. They are a b group of basically ascended beings who are helping with consciousness shift. And they are talking about lots of things like money and like a lot of stuff that Mason and I are talking about, actually, and how we could be dif working differently with these things. Um, so you had, before we got came on live, you were telling me that you thought that the Light Council had more benevolent things to say than I did about money yeah. last time. Tell me more. I definitely think that last time you had um, more of a, uh, everybody has to earn their way. And mm -hmm. if they aren't earning their way, then they don't deserve like everything. They don't deserve all the benefits that could come with working. Mm -hmm. Is that what you heard me say? Okay. Well, I mean, I definitely think hard work, I value hard work, but yeah. what did you hear the light council say? I heard them say that uh, giving is always the right answer, especially when you have excess. Mm. Mm -hmm. That was a big part of what I heard when I listened to that. And I heard a lot of things that were more like, um, I don't know, it was just a completely different tone from what we had last week. Well, the Light Council is a different tone. It's a channeled piece. It's not just regular old me. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think it's important to point that out. So that's the message you took away from the light council was that it, that money was something to give away. I think the thing that I could compare between the two is the message of fairness. Okay. So uh, whether it's through hard work or karma or um, whatever other earned method that you think that you have done to like earn your way, I think that there are many different ways. And I think that that's the message that was differing was the light council said, you can earn it through karma. If you're a good person, uh, things will come your way. If you have these good intentions, things will come your way. And I think the message last week was, you just have to put your head down and work for it. Hmm. I think yeah. it was a message of manifestation, you know, like um, always the law of attraction and how that in adds into it. But um, I think there are a lot more options available yeah well i do think that we all kind of like come into this world with a little bit different relationship with like money and abundance and 
And I do think that's part of like your soul contracts too. Like you pick your family and the affluence that you're near and things like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we definitely are in kind of an affluent area where we feel like the lesser in some of the spaces that we're in, even if you can, you put us up against the rest of the world, then that's completely ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I think that that's just, um, it might be the way it's designed. Oh, tell me more about that. What's your thoughts on that? I think that everyone, and I think that it's also a perspective. I think everyone is going to see the people who are, who they believe are doing better. They might not actually be happier or more fulfilled, but if they have more, then I feel like everyone just looks at them and says, yeah, I want that. And I think that, uh, especially if you're placed into situations, like I feel like a lot of people are placed into situations where they have classmates or uh, that whose parents buy them really nice cars. It's a big thing you see. Yeah, yeah. And all the kids who don't get cars, which is most kids, I feel like. I feel like most kids don't get cars. I feel like they look at all those kids and they go, oh, they must have it so much better than me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, we were just having a discussion about this um, as we were driving down the highway today. Um, and, you know, the really fancy like Lamborghinis and, um, you know, I can't think of the other names that were brought up, but that, you know, is that an excess? Is that do we really need those things in the world? Yeah. Oh, are you asking me? Yeah. I mean, what do you, I mean, luxury is nice to some degree, but is, I don't know. I think that if everyone can't have luxury, then it's can always be seen as selfish. Well, and isn't always luxury. The very definition of luxury is like, it's something that is not easily attainable and that only a few people can have. I mean, if everybody had it, it's not a luxury item. I, I don't know if that's true because if everyone was living comfortable, like I guess that it's based on the way that things are. So if everyone's living what a hundred years ago would be considered comfortably, then there's a new level of elite. I mean, is turning on the water and having clean drinking water is a luxury, really. I mean, compared to a hundred years ago. Well, not even, I mean, there's still parts of the world even that, you know, they're having water wars and things like that. They don't have access to clean drinking water and things like that. And that's what I was saying last week on our, I think I was talking about that a lot last week was uh, this theme of, isn't that the goal? So. To have everybody have what they need, their basic needs met at least. I, I think that that's just the goal of being a collective like we are. It's yeah. The, uh, spread it around and help everybody. And I think that that's a lofty goal, but it seems attainable. Yeah. Well, so let's switch gears to personal care since that was our topic for today. Um, what, what in particular did you want to talk about there? Um, I think it was, it's the work versus play balance. Is that what you want to talk about? Work, work versus play? I think that's a big part of it because I think that the balance between work and play defines how much self-care someone gives themselves. Okay. So tell me more. I guess I need a little more. I think that everyone has that, um, how much they can work and versus how much they need to relax. And I, uh, 
some people push that a lot, including you. I think you do this, where um, you work a lot more than uh, you relax. And I think it has a big impact on how much self-care someone would do. And I think that all of the time that you've been working is um, needs that complementary relaxation time. Mm. Yeah, I do work a lot. <laughs> um, but I don't know if you saw that article where the bankers or the young bankers are asking for a cap on hours for 80 hours a week. They're asking to like, can we please cap it? I mean, I do think that there's this crazy overworking of people. I mean, especially people who are salary workers, they just are expected to just work constantly, like all the freaking time. And I think perhaps, I mean, that's where I grew up, right? In the corporate world where it was just expected. I mean, I was, I was, you know, on bed rest with the laptop on my lap working when I was pregnant with you. At your most, uh, like at one corporate job, what was the most that you would work? Like hours? Probably 80 hours, maybe, maybe 70, maybe that's an exaggeration, but I mean, I, sometimes I would have to get up at like two in the morning for a call on the other side of the world and then be on a call at 6 PM. And, and you know, wouldn't you say that that trade-off is not worth it? That's where my my mind goes. Is I go in my in my head. I say, um, "Am I really living comfortably if I have to do all these things, these extra things, and I don't get very much time to see that I'm living comfortably?" Yeah, but uh, I mean, are there certain things that you want, experiences that you want, and things like that that you kind of have to work for and save for and I don't know. I mean, the personal care, what do, what do you think is personal care time? Like relaxation time? Like how would you define it? I think it's just time where you can um, think about your own problems. You can think about something that's personally about you and not about helping other people. And some people have a lot, way too much of it. But. <laughs> uh, and your perception is I don't do that at all. No, my perception is I do that a bunch. And you do that a bunch. You're, you're overcompensating for me. <laughs> and I value it, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I value it too. It just, I don't know. There's just a lot on my plate. There always seems to be a lot on my plate. Now, of course, I put a lot of it there. Myself. <laughs> um, but uh, some of this is because of what I want to be contributing to the world. I don't know. I struggle with just relaxing. I do. Yeah, but I think that that's because of the expectation that you created for yourself, right? Maybe. Like, you know, like we just went to Ikea because your brother wanted to go to Ikea. And it felt like a job to me to go to there. Like I'm looking around at this place and I'm thinking all these things I have to do to my house and all this, you know, like I, this, it wasn't like a leisurely stroll through Ikea and look at all these cool things. This is so fun, which is what your father did. Your father was like, this is so fun. But all I saw was like work. <laughs> um, and I don't know. That's my filter, I guess. Cause he was just like, this is fun. And we could, we could do this and we could try that. And um, you know, you think that you're, brain sees it as a waste of time? Um, 
I don't know that it's my brain sees it a waste of time. My brain sees it as like, I think like, like if I buy this thing, then it's, you know, then I'm going to have to put it together and I'm going to have to maintain it. And it's going to mean I have to do this other thing. And then, you know, and I'm going to have boxes in my garage that need to be recycled. And (laughs) I don't know. I just have a hard time not thinking about all the work that goes into things. I mean, even like your father and I were just talking about vacations I mean, I, I kind of am struggling with fantasizing about a vacation because it just feels like so much work. <laughs> and maybe that's just because I don't can't relax during it. I don't know. Well, I think the other end of that is I think there's a lot of people who, including me, who have a hard time relaxing when there's work to be done, but also uh, want that relaxation time and can't get yourself to work. That's how that's how I am. I sit down to watch a TV show and I go, I should be doing this. Mm. I shouldn't be doing this. This is a waste of time. I should be doing this. Yeah. I refer that to shitting on yourself. That's not, that's, shitting on yourself is not necessarily good because the, you have to still give yourself the idea that there's a choice. Yeah. You know, and I do recognize that sometimes I remove that thinking from myself as well. It's like the choice of doing something or not doing something the benefit of putting hard work in and then receiving the reward. I don't, but well, let's like take vacations. Like, do you think of vacations as like a, as personal care? Yeah. I have a hard time with vacations because I'm kind of a homebody. Oh, tell me more. I think that I'm always, it's always, I worry about leaving when I get there. And I have to, if I'm there for more than a week, I usually relax into it. But at the very beginning and for the last two days, I'm always like anticipating going home. And I always feel bad about it too. I'm always like, oh, I'm in this very nice place. I shouldn't be worrying about going back home. Mm. I didn't know that that's what you were doing. Yeah. um, It's, it's weird because I could be in like, like when we went to Belize. Yeah. I loved in Belize and the, the place was amazing. And I was just like, I still wanted to go home because I think it was because I just thought through how much it took to get there. Like you have to go through the airport and you have to take a plane and then you have to take another plane. And so you were worried about being far away. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you were obsessing about some girl then too. (laughs) You were, I was. Yeah, so it was like we were literally in this like magical tropical vacation and you were like freaking out about some girl. Well, I think that that's how it expressed itself right at that point. Mm. Well, so maybe the way that you think about vacations is how I think about things too in the sense of like, um, which is means we're not being present at all, which, you know, presence is like one of the five tools of protection to get all the way present and mindful with where you are at any given time. And I think it's about like not living in the present and thinking about all the things that uh, we're not doing instead of the things that we are actively doing. Yeah, I know. So like being able to just take care. What about like if you get a massage? Massage, I actually can usually relax into pretty well because I usually it usually there's no there's not really a choice. Once I'm on the massage table, I'm on the massage table for an hour, and there's nothing I can do about it. 
<laughs> well, what about exercise? That's a hard one for me because if it's not something that I enjoy or there's not people that I enjoy doing it with there, then I really have to psych myself up. So you, so you don't consider exercise like downtime? No. I consider but some people do. Some people go, I got to go let off some steam. I got to go for a run or I got to go for a bike ride or, you know. Yeah. And I think actually I've read several articles that say that once you get into it, uh, if you have ADHD, then exercise is addicting. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I've read a lot about it and I've been, and I, I've tried. You've tried to get addicted. And I think it was with soccer. Yeah. I was addicted to, I would just work really hard because I enjoyed spending time with the people there. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, your, your brother's not feeling the same way right now about his soccer life, but I think it's, I think it's an overthinking thing. I think overthinkers tend to do something and then they think about every little aspect of it instead of just relaxing into it. So perfectionist. Yeah. But I think a perfectionist and overthinker can be different types of people. So if you think about like, okay, so energetically so we got yin and yang right so the downside time and the and the being and the doing okay and te technically you know you there should be 50 50 and and maybe sleeping counts as being but what i mean do you think sitting and watching tv is being i think once i analyze the fact that I'm watching TV. Like once I think about just the simplicity of what I'm doing, like, okay, I'm sitting on the couch watching a show about something boring. And then I go, well, I could be doing homework or I could be doing taxes. And I think that it's really hard for me to relax into something that isn't overstimulating for me. But do you think it would calculate into the being area to watch TV? If you can just sit and relax and watch it, I think. What about going to horse tooth reservoir yeah would that be you being yeah i think that actually nature is one of the best places where you can just be. yeah i agree because usually your distractions are close enough but far enough away that you're just can relax and be with nature yeah but sometimes i have a hard time being in nature with you because you're taking risks with nature yeah and I think that that's because um, of the chemicals that are released in my brain when I take risks. Yeah, but this, so that is that a being or a doing? If you're taking risks and you know, maybe that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's. I think it depends because sometimes I'll just see a rock sitting out there, and I'll be like, I have to sit on that rock. And once I get once I get on that rock, I can just be like a conquering thing. <laughs> um, so what do you think about, do you think exercise is being or doing? I think it's doing because I think you really have, to, I think that if people just exercise and they're not deliberate about it, I don't think it works. So are you, are you actively meditating? Yeah, I do. And not as often as I should, but. Okay. Um, so obviously meditating is just being. What about snuggling with a significant other? 
I'd say that's just me. Because I think if you're not being, I think that uh, doing and being is um, being overcritical of the situation or not, or overanalyzing the situation. So, well, or just thinking, engaging in the mental. Yeah. Maybe. And I think, yeah, I think it's just about not breaking down what you're doing all the time. So I'm trying to think of other like personal self-care. I mean, like getting your hair done. Being? Yeah. Getting your nails done, your toes done, your fingernails done. I've never been to do that. So. Somebody else is doing and you're being basically with that, I think. Yeah. Well, because that's their, you don't know if they're, they hate their job and they have to, because that's what happens with me, I notice is that if I can just be at work, times goes by a lot faster. Yeah. But uh, I find myself constantly doing at work. Yeah. Constantly thinking about the fact, the next vegetable that I'm going to stack. And I I guess in my head, I go, I probably stacked two out of 50 celery out of this container. Only 48 more to go. I count it down in my head. So you kind of have to entertain yourself intellectually a little bit when you're doing rote tasks. Yeah. And I think it's really difficult for me to just. I'm trying to think of other self-care things. Um, I mean, you know. I think that just um, having a conversation with someone that's not about uh, something that directly applies to you. I, Maybe I've worded that badly, but um, I mean, like, something that isn't, like, what's the best way to describe it? Uh, something separate from your responsibilities. Hmm. Yeah. But I have a talent for making everything a responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I say it's hard to word that, because you can make anything a responsibility. But I think being able to talk about something halfway across the world, maybe something fictional. Every once in a while, it's very helpful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hi, Vanessa. <laughs> we have a comment that says, hi, guys. <laughs> um, well, so, okay, so I don't know. I mean, what, I'm trying to contemplate, like, to the energy of self-care. Like, if I'm doing it because I feel like I have to, like, let's say I'm, I don't do this, but let's say I'm getting Botox or, um, you know, I'm getting like eyelash extensions. If that is like playful, fun thing for me, I, but if I feel like I have to do it or I'm maintaining some sort of image around it, it doesn't feel like self-care to me. So I think the conclusion that we're drawing here is that self-care is a, um, is a, is the mentality. Yeah. Not the action. It's the energy that you put into that task. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So what, so nature is, is a good one that we've kind of discovered, you know, um, and not everybody lives in such a beautiful place in the world where they can just go out and be in beautiful scenes, you know, like we can. Don't, don't tell them where we are. They'll all come. <laughs> There's so many people on the road today. Um, but you know, even just going outside, taking a deep breath, looking at the stars, looking at the night sky. Um, 
you know, we just had a massive snowstorm here. Obviously that forced everybody to kind of just be, although we are doing a ton of shoveling and trying to get out and that kind of stuff. Well, but I think that that shows that people can't just be. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you're all completely buried in and every, all every, anybody wants to do is get out. <laughs> everybody just wants to get out. We're stuck. We can't be stuck. I feel like everyone has something to prove here. Oh, everybody has something to prove? Especially in snowstorms. Oh, yeah? Like what? We're Coloradans. We have to shovel our way out of the driveway and drive around in the snow. <laughs> That's not Texas, who gets stuck in an inch of snow. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do have a little bit of that pride, don't we? A little bit of uh, state, state elitism. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, we took your brother out to drive in it, actually, because we were like, he needs to learn how to drive in this stuff. <laughs> Even though it was literally like the last time we had a blizzard that bad was 2006. I remember that. But you do remember that? Yeah, the little tiny sled that dragged with a rope. <laughs> remember that? I do. I, but I don't know that. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Well, so, so what are we going to talk about next time we get together? Hmm. Um, did you pull any themes from today that you would want to talk about? Well, I'm just wondering about like, maybe we should talk more about daily routines and like energy around daily routines and what you do versus what I do versus what somebody else does. So um, Maybe habits, but not habits necessarily. I mean, like actual intentional stuff too. Okay. Like, you know, do you get up in the morning and intentionally make a cup of whatever? I personally drink rasa. I love rasa. <laughs> it's a coffee alternative for those of you who want to look it up. R-A-S-A. -A. Um, it's, but, um, but you know, I mean, you, I don't know. What do you do? What do you what do you do to maintain the energetic flow, good habits, that kind of thing? I think we could talk more about that because I do think that you kind of got off track with that, but I think you understand yeah. what you might need to do to stay into a successful rhythm. Um, and you know what? I think we could include in that too, the relationship with time, you know, and people, cause you know, I like to go super fast. I'm a fast, 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 fast. Everything's fast, right? I like to listen to books, choice, choice speed. I like to, you know, get everything done really fast. And you're not really that fast of a person. <laughs> you kind of like I to, to. I have to define a point for things to get them done. Yeah. So we could talk about the relationship with time as well. Oh, I know. I wanted to ask you, do you think skiing, downhill skiing counts as self-care? Um, half of the time. Half the time it's work, half the time it's self-care. Because when you're just, it's worth it though to get to the top of a mountain and be able to see that view and just let go at 40 miles an hour. <laughs> uh, that's where I don't like to go fast. Isn't that funny? I like to go fast on all things, but not skiing. See, I feel like once you're into that place where you can just like, where, you, like, you know how you can autopilot drive if you're on the highway? Yeah. How you'll catch yourself off in a train of thought. That's how it is with skiing too. <laughs> uh, somehow i think this is your father commenting but he's commenting as box of insight 
He says skiing is self-care. <laughs> uh, spending time with family, spending time with friends is self-care too, I think. And I think with COVID, we've had a lot of blocks to that. You know, um, we, your, your grandparents on, on your dad's side were fully vaccinated. And so we had them over for dinner and, you know, gave them hugs and things like that. And that was self-care to hang out with people we love. You know, I think that definitely has been. Maybe some, maybe, point, maybe self-care is something we have an absence of. That we want. Mm, bringing in, intentionally bringing in something we're missing. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, so I mean, spending time with family and friends, that I guess that definitely would count. Um, I think, and that shifts the energy too, right? If I think if you're very in yourself, all by yourself all the time, and you don't ever push stretch yourself to be around community or, you know, other people, then sometimes you are kind of get I don't know that that's self-care anymore if you start to get super introverted. And I know there's a difference. Sometimes people are more introverted, but I don't know. All right. Well, I think we are out of time today, but what we are going to be talking about next week sounds like routines, relationship with time, um, you know, that, that kind of thing. And with some energetics, um, you know, and being able to pay attention to um, at some point too, I kind of want to talk about like struggling with certain feelings from certain people. Like I'm, you know, I think your brother and you both really struggle with certain instructors, teachers, bosses, things like that, that you can feel that something's not really great with that person. And then it's difficult for you to just fake it and, and engage with it. I think we could talk about that at some point too, you know? Yep. Definitely. All right. Well, Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. Thanks for those of you who listen later, too. We're open to comments, questions, suggestions, and we will see you later. We'll be back at our normal time next week on Friday, um, unless something comes up, of course, and then we'll have to shuffle it around. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.